the Chicago White Sox finally fire people, the case of Wander Franco, crime in Chicago, and more on today's Random Thoughts. Hello and welcome to episode number 244 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. You can spell that R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill, and a couple of big things. One, our new carpet is in. Anybody that's ever gotten new carpeting, which if you missed the episode where the basement flooded, a whole lot of fun to remove wet carpeting and wet padding. But that predicated the need for some new carpet. And I'm like, well, you could just do the basement. But the family room was looking a little worn. We've been in this house. The last time carpet was done was like 2009, I think, right around there. So it was about time. And the amount of work that it takes to replace carpeting is absolutely insane. It's pretty much the same as moving. Except at least with moving, I guess you're putting things into boxes and taking them out of the house where when you're doing carpeting, because things, they haven't figured out a magical way to get the carpet down without moving everything out of the room first. It's a lot of work. Happy that it's done well. The carpeting's down now. The process of moving everything back to where it's supposed to be and figuring out just how many things got lost in the shuffle. If you're in the greater Chicago area and need any kind of flooring, let me know. I can get you a recommendation, and they might even give you a discount if you say my name. But, of course, that may go the other way. We are having a heat wave here in Chicago. Supposed to be up near 100 for the next couple of days. I know, global warming and all, but it happens all the time. But it's heating up. The Chicago White Sox finally fired some people. Oh, my goodness. If you've listened to this podcast, you've heard me rail about the Chicago White Sox, the team that I've followed for years and years and years, and then finally gave up on them a few years ago and Major League Baseball in general for a variety of reasons, and we've highlighted some of those stories here on the podcast, and today's show is going to have a few of those as well. But Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner of the Chicago White Sox, he bought the team back in the early 80s, finally firing. Kenny Williams, who was the vice president, I believe, of baseball operations, and Rick Hahn, the GM. They're going to combine those into one job, which is what they should have been in the first place. But maybe, maybe Jerry listens to this show because I said you need some accountability. You can't just go on year after year getting the same bad results and figuring that something's going to change. Of course, the players are the same, and as of yet, the manager is the same, but I would expect that may change in the offseason. Major League Baseball, though, is making major headlines due to another story that is very interesting and confusing at the same time due to the lack of details, although you may have heard about it because it's all the rage on social media it is the case 
of Tampa Bay superstar Wander Franco. There was a post made on Twitter, or maybe it was already X, but you know what I'm talking about, Twitter X, from somebody that made a claim that Wander Franco was having an inappropriate relationship with an underage girl in the Dominican Republic. He is from the Dominican Republic. The post that was made has disappeared since. And there has been very little evidence that has come out, but that doesn't stop Major League Baseball now from sitting a player down. And I think there's a lot of different things that have to be looked at that nobody's even mentioning at this point. And it's what I mentioned when this policy went into place, which was, do you know how easy it would be to have an effect on a major league baseball game by making an accusation against a superstar player. And there's very little question that Wander Franco is one of the Tampa Bay Rays superstar players. But let's break the case down for you. U.S. Magazine broke it down this way. And I know when you're going to Us Magazine, I'm assuming that's us, not U.S. But it's hard to tell when you have web URLs. It says, quote, Franco is being accused of allegedly having an inappropriate relationship with a minor. Photos of him kissing a young woman on the cheek circulated online on August 13th, along with the picture's unverified claim surfaced that the girl was 14 years old. No additional details about the pair have been confirmed, end quote. Now, again, this was August 13th. Major League Baseball jumped immediately into action, and Wander Franco has not been in a game for Tampa Bay since. The Rays, like Major League Baseball, immediately jumped in. Quote, during today's game, we were made aware of the social media posts that are circulating regarding Wander Franco. We take the situation seriously and are in close contact with Major League Baseball as it conducts its due diligence, end quote. So that's the statement that the Rays put out, and it's been a couple of weeks, and there's really been no more information that has come out about this. So it's a social media post. I believe it was one social media post, a photo of somebody kissing somebody on the cheek, and this is the end result. Now, I'm all for doing the investigation. I question Major League Baseball with the, well, you're not going to play while the investigation goes on because for me, this leaves tampering at a much higher possibility. Tampering with the game, with the results, by a third party is now super easy. If you're looking to make a lot of money on Major League Baseball, well, you just have to know when to post some accusations on a social media account because then a player's life is basically screwed for at least a few weeks. Now, if there's an investigation and wrongdoing is proven, then by all means, the players should get punished. 
the player should do jail time, depending on what the situation calls for. But as the process of investigation goes on, especially in a country like the Dominican Republic, I mean, you see how it happens in the United States. It could take months or years. Does anybody see the investigations into Donald Trump or Joe Biden? None of this stuff moves quickly. And a lot of this is going to be a he said, she said kind of thing. So it depends on really who's making the money. The Tampa Bay Rays, once Major League Baseball started their investigation, sent another news release said, quote, we support Major League Baseball's decision to place Wander Franco on administrative leave. The Tampa Bay Rays are dedicated to upholding high standards of integrity both on and off the field. We appreciate the understanding and patience of our fans and supporters as this process unfolds. We will have no further statements on this matter until MLB completes its process, end quote. Now, the law enforcement agency in the Dominican Republic that is handling this case said this is just an ongoing investigation. And it's a special unit that deals with crimes against minors and, of course, all the LGBTQs kind of stuff. So it'll be really interesting to see, one, how long this takes. But the Tampa Bay Rays are in the postseason picture. They have a really good chance of being able to win a World Series. Of course, Wander Franco is one of their superstars. If you're not familiar with him. He is young. He is 22 now himself, was born on March 1st of 2001. So he's 22 years old. He is married and he has two kids. His wife, I believe, is 21. From what I can tell, there's not a lot of information about her. But, of course, people have unearthed social media posts one from Wander's mother, who was wishing the wife a happy 15th birthday and already referring to her as daughter-in-law. Now, I don't know. That could just be something in the translation from Spanish to English. It could just be a term of endearment. It could just be that the kids were dating. But obviously, Wander Franco and his wife have been in a relationship since their teens their first son was born back in 2018 when both of them were 17 so you could all do the math about what was going on there he received from the tampa bay rays a 3.825 million dollar bonus signing contract as a 16 year old so he was flush with cash once he hit 16 he made his major league debut a couple of years later and is now in the middle of a $182 million deal. He signed that at age 20, becoming the youngest player in baseball history to sign a contract worth more than $100 million, which I think this is important to point out because there might just be some money involved in this. Well, let's say Wander Franco did something. And we'll get a payment because nobody's going to want this to come out because then there's going to be an investigation and all of this, which is a major flaw 
I think, in the way that Major League Baseball handles these things. And let's remember, Major League Baseball, much like it seems all major sports now, really push the gambling aspect of things. And if you're really going to push the gambling aspect of things, I think you better realize that if you're able to take a key player off of a team, there may be some money to be made there if your bets are placed before it happens. And I'm not saying that's the case here. I'm just saying it's a very strong possibility of a motivation for such activities. And it's going to be interesting to see when more data comes out, once more information comes out, because as of yet, this has been now, if that was August 13th, it's been about 10 days. Very little information has come out about this. Originally, when the picture was posted, the girl that was claiming to be 14 or 15, there were photos of her driving, which I believe you can't do in the Dominican until you're 18. And pictures of her drinking and pictures of her with her child who was at least a year old. So there is some question about her actual age. Now, that's much harder to figure out from Major League Baseball standpoint, from all the fans standpoint, who are just sitting looking at a post on the Internet. But I'm guessing that the Dominican authorities would know this. Again, maybe there's some payoffs happening. Who knows? But the fact that we have very little information on this and people online are absolutely nuts because it comes out well that Wander Franco's having a relationship with the minor and people are like, oh, he's a pedophile. It's like, no, he's 22. And the girl at the youngest is maybe 14 or 15. And I'm not saying that makes it right. I'm just saying people don't understand what the word pedophile means. And there are no, oddly enough, Romeo and Juliet laws in the Dominican Republic like there are in most states in the United States, which means, you know, if you're 21 and the girl's 17, you're close enough in age where nobody's going to balk at the idea of you having a relationship. The Dominican Republic, no such law, which means if you turn 18 as a male and your girlfriend is a day behind you, her birthday's a day after yours, and you have sex on the day of your birthday, wow, you just committed a crime. Yeah, if you wait 24 hours, perfectly fine. It's one of those weird oddities where laws can change drastically from place to place. A lot of people don't know in the United States, there are still some states where 16 is the legal age of consent. There is a lot of weird stuff going on in the world, and you have to know what the laws are of your jurisdiction. I don't know what Wander Franco's been up to. He claims both publicly and privately that he did not do anything with this girl. He did not do anything with an underage girl. And he is anxious for this whole process, this whole investigation to go through. But again, the gambling aspect to me is a big deal. And this shows beyond the fact that gambling is bad for your fan base, Major League Baseball, beyond the fact that it can ruin people's lives very quickly, was watching a YouTube video the other day of a guy that works in Las Vegas 
And it was, oh, a bunch of things that they don't want you to know about Las Vegas. One of them, and I'm sure you can find records. One of them was the amount of people that kill themselves out there in Sin City. And I'm guessing that losing big would be one of those reasons why people might fall into despair. Gambling is bad. Gambling is really bad when you give the general public a way to impact who is playing in a Major League Baseball game by making a post on social media. I've talked about this before on a few of the occasions where it turned out that the guys being accused of doing something didn't do it. There is very little normally repercussion against somebody who brings these kind of allegations. When you're doing it on social media, it's even worse when you're doing it across different country lines, across borders. It becomes even more complicated. You have to confirm that the person on the other side actually exists. I mean, we've talked about AI and how easy it is to create a personality, how easy it is to create a social media account. There are a lot of things that need to be looked into. I don't blame Major League Baseball for wanting to have these things investigated, but I never think that Major League Baseball is the one that should be investigating crimes leave that up to the professionals leave that up to the authorities in whatever country whatever jurisdiction that it's in saw this with the trevor bauer case i did an episode on that a while back totally ruined his career because a woman made allegations that turned out to be false or at the very least it turned out that there was absolutely no proof to back them up And in this case, just consider that. Consider what sparked this. And maybe we'll find out that there's a lot more behind this. But Wander Franco in the Dominican Republic is very well known. So well known, it's kind of like Taylor Swift here in the United States. When Taylor Swift wound up at a restaurant, like 8,000 people wound up outside all with their phones out trying to get a picture. Very similar, Wander Franco, I'm guessing, in the Dominican Republic, where if he was messing around with girls that he should not have been messing around with, there should be a lot of evidence. There should be a lot of evidence, and we are not seeing that as of yet, which is one of the reasons why I would give Wander Franco a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt until it is proven that he did something wrong. As it is, he is sitting out while still making his salary, so there is that, I suppose. But this investigation in the Dominican can go on for a long time, and then you have to question whether or not you think that the authorities in the Dominican Republic are honest. Are they a part of it? Were they offered a cut? Because, you know, Wander could pay big. This guy's got more money than God. $182 million deal at the age of 20. Could probably do a whole nother episode on what getting that much money at that age. The Tampa Bay Rays do appear to be, I don't want to say panicking, but if anybody's ever been to a major league park recently, your superstar players, their image everywhere. 
you know, if there's elevators, there's usually big murals in the next to those. They're up all over the park. And the Rays have started removing anything with Wander on it and replacing it with different players. May not be a good sign. Could just be a knee-jerk reaction. It's going to be interesting to see how this all follows through. And I'm really curious on whether gambling has anything to do with it. If you're going on the odds, which gamblers would, I'm guessing this was more of just a straight cash grab or somebody trying to get some attention. But the gambling aspect is real. And I'm not going to say you should do anything illegal, but if you ever want to screw with Major League Baseball, this seems to be a roadmap on how to do it. Wait until the day before the World Series begins and whoever the superstar on the team is that you want to lose, post an allegation. Put it online. I don't think Major League Baseball cannot remove that person from the lineup for the entirety of the World Series at that point because they have already set the precedence that is, well, if there's an accusation, the player comes out until we can verify, until we can investigate which is bothersome. The United States has been the shining mansion on the hill for years because of the legal system, a big part of that, because the system has been innocent until proven guilty. When you start removing that and saying, well, you know, we're just going to remove you from the lineup. You're not going to be able to play. You're not going to be able to do your job. I mean, granted, he's getting paid. So, I mean, maybe it's not so bad if he doesn't care about winning or losing on the team. But you're not going to be able to play the game. You're not going to be able to do your job while you are being investigated. How about you do the investigation? And then if he's guilty, give him the punishment that he deserves. But if he's innocent, if it turns out that there is no proof to these allegations beyond the damning evidence of a guy kissing a girl on the cheek, go guys, be very careful. Do not kiss any girls on the cheek. Do not do it because that is damning evidence to major league baseball to open up this investigation. Maybe there's more, maybe there's more that nobody knows about, but when I say nobody, I've done the research and everybody from ESPN on down the line to the local Tampa Bay authorities, the uh, Tampa Bay news, all just are like, well, this is what we know, which isn't much. They know nothing except that there were allegations and they're being investigated. What do you think? If you disagree with me, let me know that this should be investigated while business as usual for the players should continue. Because this just seems too obvious to me. We know gamblers. Go back to the story of the Chicago White Sox, the Black Sox scandal. Was it 1919? Where gamblers wanted to control the outcome of the World Series. This is nothing new. Gamblers wanting to control the outcome of a sporting event. Now they just have different tools to do it. So very easy. Create an Instagram account. 
create an X account, create whatever, and make an allegation. It's going to go viral. And then that player is going to come out of the lineup because I don't know how they can deal with it any way else unless they get their heads out of their behinds, which I don't see. So if you want to screw with Major League Baseball, you know what to do. Now, moving on to the economy, I know, a much better topic. Dick Sporting Goods is blaming their 23% decline in quarterly profits on organized retail crime. Something I've talked about a lot here as well, which is a bunch of people come into your store, they take whatever they want, and the authorities don't do anything because it's a woke world and we don't want to put any poor people in jail who just want to come and rob your store. And the end result is these stores start leaving in mass like they have in San Francisco. They start closing their doors. They start leaving the areas and people are like, oh, no, why? Well, it's very easy to figure out when they're getting robbed to the point that the stores aren't making a profit. These stores will close. Now, if this was only Dick Sporting Goods, I might have a slightly different take on this because Dick Sporting Goods was one of those woke companies after one of these shootings. That was like, oh, no, we're not going to carry guns anymore because guns are bad. But now they're getting robbed blind. So maybe if their employees had guns and were allowed to plink a few people coming through the doors who are robbing them, maybe things would be a little bit different. But Dick Sporting Goods is not alone in this. The Nordstrom in L.A., I believe, may have talked about this on the last episode, or maybe it was right after, about $100,000 stolen. In one quick swoop, as about 30, 40, 50 people came in and just grabbed whatever they want and walked out the door. But this, again, is a case of wokeness ruining the country that was once great, the United States. These cities that refuse to punish the criminals. It's very interesting when you have something like the Wander Franco thing. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Got to get him out of the lineup. Somebody accused him. Look, he kissed a girl on the cheek. Oh, boy, we got some really bad stuff going on here. Got to get him out of the lineup. But you go into a town like L.A. or Chicago, and people are robbing and stealing and committing violent crimes. And it's like, yeah, no, we're not going to prosecute you. No, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Chicago is absolutely out of control, absolutely out of control from the Chicago City Wire. Spree of robberies, car thefts, driving Chicago crime to new highs. Well, I mean, you know, at least they're doing something good in Chicago. I don't know if there's any dick sporting goods left in Chicago. I think there are a few out in the suburbs here. Chicago's crime wave still on the move nearly two-thirds of the way through 2023. The number of total major crimes committed in the city through July is 34% higher than the same period in 2022, so up 34%. But the year before, it was up 33%. So we were up 33, then 34. I mean, the numbers are starting to add up. They're following the same path. As in recent years, it says, but at a much higher level, each month, about 1,600 more 
major crimes, including homicides, criminal sexual assaults, robberies, burglaries, major thefts, aggravated batteries, and motor vehicle thefts are committed in Chicago compared to 2022. Now, you don't see that, do you? You do not see that when you tune in to MSNBC. You do not see that when you tune in to CNN. And you certainly don't see it on the advertising that Chicago is putting out there to get tourists to come into the city. You do not see, hey, 1,600 more crimes a month than last year. No, you do not. Come for the homicides. Stay for the criminal sexual assaults. Enjoy the robberies. I mean, you might want to come and take part in them, I guess, if you are inclined to break the law. Chicago is a great place to break the law if you like to do that. And just like I don't want to tell you how to screw with Major League Baseball and how you might want to mess with the World Series by creating a Twitter account and putting an accusation out there, I'm not saying come to Chicago and play burglary camp. Uh, what, what do they call that? In like baseball, you know, when you go and you play with all a bunch of the old players, fantasy camp. So baseball fantasy camp, Chicago is basically burglar fantasy camp, like looter fantasy camp, sexual assault fantasy camp. Come on in, have some fun in Chicago, and then just leave without paying your hotel bill. I mean, that might be the way. I bet you they, they must take money up front now or your credit card. But you can, you know what? You can steal somebody's credit card. Use that to go to a nice hotel. Everybody wins that way. It is not good in Chicago. It is not good. It'll be interesting to see what this 100-degree heat's going to do because it's either going to mean it's going to be a couple of days of quiet because it's just too damn hot, or it's going to be people are just completely out of their minds because it's just too damn hot. To give you an example how bad it is, in a span of just two days in early August, a crew of armed robbers hit Chicago's Logan Square 19 separate times. That crew helped spike robberies 49% in Chicago last month compared to the same period a year ago. In the South Loop, hundreds of youths mobbed, looted, and trashed a 7-Eleven, resulting in 40 arrests. Well, I'm guessing that uh, none of those are actually going to be prosecuted. It says all of this a part of an increase in Chicago teen takeovers, which basically means a bunch of wild kids go commit crimes. And the mayor says, well, you know, they just didn't have all of the amenities growing up. What can you do? Don't call them a mob. The mayor, really, more upset that a bunch of kids were totally trashing the city, looting, robbing, beating people. Don't call them a mob. <laughs> it's not fair to call them a mob. Yeah, that's what the mayor's worried about. You would think it's all insanity, but it's reality. And sometimes reality can be insanity car thefts after jumping dramatically in 22 are up yet again this year by more than a hundred percent i mean i was never good in math but more than a hundred percent sounds like a lot chicago's crime wave according to the chicago city wire is still on the move nearly two-thirds of the way through 2023 the number of total major crimes committed as we said 34 percent higher which was then 33 percent higher again come to chicago it is looting fantasy camp. It is whatever you want it to be. The one thing you probably don't want to do in Chicago is catch a Chicago White Sox game. What you can do, though, is catch an episode of the Random Thoughts podcast. It is a value for value podcast. 
I put the shows out there. They're not behind a paywall. You get to enjoy them. And if you've gotten any value out of them whatsoever, it's up to you. Yes, you to get some value back to me in whatever way you find to work for you. You can go to random thoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com slash donate. Click the donate button to do a one-time or monthly donation through PayPal. You can use the QR codes or wallet addresses if you want to do the crypto thing. You can go and use the P.O. box address, but I don't trust Uncle Sam that much. You can go to patreon.com slash random thoughts if you're on Patreon. And you can also use a podcasting 2.0 app and stream some Satoshis our way while you're listening or send a boostergram. All of those ways are very much appreciated. And the value you put on it, it's all up to you. That's the beauty of this system. Did you get a dollar's worth of value out of this episode? That's absolutely fine. Did you get a latte of value? That would be what, about five bucks if you're at Starbucks, maybe a little less if you go to another coffee place. Did you get a pizza's worth of value out of this? That could be like 10 bucks if you're going frozen home run in up to like 50 bucks. Yeah, some of the large pizzas now. If you get a few toppings, like 50 bucks, that's absolutely insane. But put a value on it, whatever you got out of it. We hope you got plenty. And it is always good when we can keep the microphone sounding good, the web hosting paid and all of that. So we appreciate everybody that helps support the show, including today, our buddy Harry Pilgrim, who came in with $25 plus was streaming some Satoshis. He's catching up. I noticed that that's the one beautiful thing with all of these statistics that you get when people stream Satoshis. I can see that Harry Pilgrim is catching up on episodes of Random Thoughts, and that, if you think it is an honor to know that people will check out your podcast every now and then, when you can see that somebody is going through them sequentially, episode after episode, and catching up, now that is absolutely an honor and a privilege, and I thank you, Harry Pilgrim, for the donation and for listening to the show, as well as our buddy Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley, same thing. The guy sends in 15 bucks and he's always streaming some Satoshis as well. Very much appreciated. And we see the other Satoshi streamers out there. Redbird, Jake W, Eric PP, Dale Jr. It is all very much appreciated and every little bit helps. Thank you to everybody as always for listening. I know there's a lot of things you can be doing with your time. And I'm back here on a Wednesday. I know there was none last week because I wanted to try to get back on a normal midweek schedule. And every time I did a show on Friday, it kind of seemed like then I didn't want to do another show until Friday and all that prep work to move everything out for the carpet. Hopefully we are back on the regular schedule now for the Random Thoughts podcast. I hope you will join me again next week, hopefully on Wednesday for another edition of the show. Until then, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.